0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard's preparing for his 150th game in charge of Rangers tomorrow Of course no action uh, for Celtic after another massive week And it's the Betfred Cup semi-final weekend as well I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio is Jim Duffy We'll get to Hugh Keevans in just a second Jim So you can take it away, you don't have to do it in a Hugh Keevans style <laughs> No, I'm not quite as eloquent as uh, Hugh when it comes to introducing the show uh, Gordon But uh, I think it's the first time in a long time that the spotlight really doesn't fall on the old firm You know, uh, generally speaking um, the, the, Those two uh, grab the headlines But this weekend, it's the semi-finals um, You know, that we're looking forward to And I think that that's good it's, it, it detracts a little bit No, detracts, sorry, it distracts a little bit uh, You know, from the, the, the focus on the Premier League And as I said, I think there's always a wee bit of freshness about the cup Nevertheless, um, I think, uh, you know, there's still, there's still That's the main focus in this show uh, And I'm sure we won't be short of calls on that It's been 10 Months, 10 months of working from home Hugh Keevans from the Man Cave And eventually the inevitable has happened It took you longer than I expected Hugh Keevans But you've broke it Well, I am claiming the Fifth Amendment here I, I didn't do it, somebody else did it It's the cyberspace, I'm telling you But we're having it looked at right now, God <laughs> Do you know the thing is as well I, I can only begin to imagine just how stressed you are Because you take these things very seriously Just Relax, we'll be fine There is an engineer on his way And we will sort you out He's here now And uh, he will sort me out But I'll, I'll relax by saying to you What a milestone for Stephen Gerrard 150 games And I'm wondering, Jim Duffy If we might see the fastest league title win In SPFL history Because the way Celtic are dropping points Rangers will wrap this title up Late February, early March yeah, well, obviously, as you said, Hugh, I mean, uh, to, to get 150 games uh, is, is, a, is a fantastic achievement. Uh, as I've said many times on here, I think he has to thank the board as well for that because it's been, uh, you know, a, 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 quite a, a slow building process. You know, I mean, you get a couple of years where you don't win a trophy. Um, obviously, this year, it looks as if um, the league's all but sewn up. But uh, as I said, I think that, uh, you know, you have to um, say that he's, he's built a real, real solid foundation at Rangers but he's had 150 games to do it and I think that's important and I think it sends a message out to a lot of owners and directors at clubs that sometimes you need to be a little bit patient and give and, and, and stay faithful um, to the manager and hopefully they can turn that around like Stephen Gerrard looks to have done by now. Uh, and Hugh Keevans, just before we turn you off and back on again, the Celtic fans, it, it's been such a, a mad couple of weeks that I wonder if in some ways they'll be relieved that they don't have a game this weekend and it's not often you can say that but it's just been... One calamity after another recently And this just gives a couple of days respite Perhaps even for those inside the club as well To, to take a look at, at where they go from here Well I don't know about that Gordon I think Jim uh, as a player and manager Would have been, uh, felt the benefit of getting right back on the saddle again After a poor result like the one at Livingston uh, It will leave Neil Lennon prowling Lennox Town Until Wednesday when Celtic play Hamilton Ackies And the speculation mounts about his position So I'm not sure that he'll spend a comfortable weekend yeah, I, I think I was meaning more for fans, Jim, rather than rather than the, the players. I'm sure they do want to put it right, but you know, the, the the feedback I've been getting on this show from Celtic fans is 
I'm feeling kind of scunnered at the moment. The, the, you know, it's the, the anger has given way to just a just a kind of apathy of yeah. w- what's happening here. Yeah, I think there's a real frustration because I think everyone's expecting the you know the the, the kind of form to turn and to get on a, a real significant run, uh, and that hasn't materialised. But you know, Hugh's been uh, uh, you know in the, the the world of journalism for 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 many a decade, and he knows the way it works. And that's the difficulty if you're a manager. You know the first couple of questions are always going to be about the game. But you know, but run about the third question is going to be about you and you, you, your position. So the first, yeah, how did the game go? What did you think the team played? Yeah, well, it wasn't a good game, uh, result. What about your position? And you know that's coming as a manager. And it, it does drain you eventually. And as, as tough as you can be and as mentally tough as you can be and as determined as you can be to turn it around, eventually it can wear you down. Yeah, what's coming up then? Big semi-finals in the League Cup this weekend We're going to go live into the St Mirren camp A bit later on in the show So St Mirren fans stay tuned for that Celtic fans, in the absence of a game Is it giving you a bit of a time to, to calm down And let us know what you think the, the club needs to do To go forward from here And Rangers fans, let's hear from you first up Because Stephen Gerrard was on press duty today So have a listen, let us know what you think 01419511025 We'll try and reboot Hugh Keevans oh, Something a lot of people have wanted to do over the years uh, Jim Duffy So we'll try and do that in the meantime As Stephen Gerrard prepares for that 150th game in charge He says his time at the club has been Intense but enjoyable Wonder how you would sum it up at home Give us a call Intense and enjoyable he says He says he's still fully focused on his main aim Which is bringing proper success back to the club Really proud to be sitting here And I've been the manager for 149 games It's a journey that I've enjoyed immensely You know I'm I'm certainly in a better place From an individual point of view In terms of what I've learned From my point of view I want to continue to push myself in, in, In all the areas to become a better manager And I hope there's many more to come It's a fantastic number in a short space of time Because it's almost like three seasons Three full seasons In two and a half years It's been really intense But enjoyable journey at the same time And I'm looking forward very much to the future Pushing towards us Becoming a, a successful group That's the challenge for me And everyone connected with the club right now I'm not soft uh, I've been around the game uh, uh, a long time I knew walking into this job It weren't going to be an overnight change uh, It weren't going to take days or months It was going to be uh, a process But I've been reluctant to use certain words Or um, mention any targets if you like um, I obviously sat down with the chairman at the time Dave King uh, Stuart Robinson and, and the board And I was well aware of um, what was expected of me Having said that We need to just remain on our targets And what we're trying to achieve as a group Intense but enjoyable How would you sum it up Rangers fans 150 uh, tomorrow What's it been like for you James is in Pollock He's going to kick us off tonight Hi James Hi how you doing guys Not bad at all James Guys uh, I've been trying to go on For the last week But mm. I just couldn't So it's good to get back on <laughs> You, guys, and, I just you want and many others on. James It's been rather busy I'm, uh, My apologies <laughs> no problem at all I'll tell you what it is guys uh, There was somebody on last night And it just got me thinking a bit uh, Regarding Stephen Gerrard Now 150 games I wish it was 1500 games To be honest with you The guy's an absolute legend In this Rangers supporters eyes And most Not everybody's And not everybody gave him the credit At the start of the season uh, As I've got another point To put it with you If you like me as well now, what, what I'm, Stephen is, uh, Jim Can you just c- confirm something Should the manager of a club Be the highest paid And should they should should Rangers? In my eyes, Rangers have won the league this year, and we don't we don't need any to score signing big bucks. I think we should get Stephen Gerrard in the biggest contract they can, pay him the salary that he deserves, and make him the highest paid manager basically possible. 
to, to, to keep him at the club. Shoot if any club does come in, i.e. Liverpool, Leeds or anybody, because Liverpool are struggling just now as well, that they'll need to pay Rangers money, a, big, a large fee, to pull him away, and it puts money into Rangers' coffers at the end of the day, because that's what players do as well. Uh, and as we always say, we've said, it's a business. Uh, I was just to see what you think about that. I think should, Rangers should uh, splash the cash on Gerard. to be fair. Jim? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think the vast majority of fans would echo those sentiments, James, just to try and get Stephen Gerrard tied up in a in a, a longer-term arrangement. Uh, yeah, it doesn't guarantee that he'll stay out the course of that contract. You understand that. It's like signing a player as well. Um, but what it does is, is, is exactly what you said. It gives Rangers, um, you know, the ammunition. Then if a big, you know... Premiership club comes in, you know, uh, you know, with huge, huge uh, financial muscle. Then Rangers are in a strong position, and they get, um, you know, due compensation um, if there if, if there can be a number which is actually going to be acceptable. Because you know, Celtic done something similar with, with Brendan Rodgers. I think it was end up with seven million. Mm-hmm. I yep. think somewhere about that when he went to Leicester. Um, so yeah, I mean, there is. There is a, a, a you know a, a, an ambition, and I'm sure Stephen Gerrard's ambition will be further down the line. But it, certainly from listening to him, and, and I know you can take a lot of stuff with a pinch of salt, but he seems to really love uh, being at Rangers. He loves the challenge. He, you know, he's he's striving under it. Um, I still think he's he's still a young, inexperienced manager. I've just seen recently we've seen somebody like Frank Lampard, who is now getting a lot of criticism in a very short period of time, and everybody thought he was. You know the 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 bet one of the best young managers coming up. So I think Stephen Gerrard needs at least another year or so at Rangers, be successful, and then he can look uh, maybe beyond that. But I, I agree with you in, in principle. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. if if Rangers are in a position financially, and Stephen Gerrard's of of as a you know um, the, the the idea to do it, then I think it would uh, it would be a, a fantastic signal to all the Rangers fans that this isn't for the short term, that there's a, there is a, a longer-term ambition uh, with the board, with Steven Gerrard mm-hmm. and with Rangers, all, all working together. James, I don't think we could find a Rangers fan to come on tonight, 150 games, and, and say that they're not happy with Steven Gerrard. I'm not sure that anyone of that opinion is out there. Have you always been that way? Were there any moments that, that you had your doubts? No, I've always, since the minute we heard he was coming, I've been over the moon, and we always said he'd be a success, to be fair. Uh, I didn't, didn't see any doubts even at the tail end of last year which brings me on to Hugh's comment the, the doubt was when we went to Dubai last year mm-hmm. all the Celtic fans is all about we were top of the league and we were leading Livingston etc came back and bought us at the same time as what they've done this year with Celtic and Hugh Keevans uh, this is the, the third point to Hugh Hugh just wanted to bring us back up because I wanted to try and get away from the Dubai State scenario to, to early December People were on the phone and, uh, and saying to Hugh, still, Hugh said, oh, it's like, ah, oh, uh, Rangers. And the f- supporters were coming on and saying, no, nah, it's like, we'll run away, we'll catch them, we'll do this. And Hugh asked the question, why do you think that? And the, the answer was, because they fold when they, when they go to Dubai. They've done it last year and done it this. doesn't always work. The Rangers, Rangers are a club reneged to go to Dubai this year. And I don't know if it was due to COVID or they weren't going to go anyway in the first place because of what happened last year and the supporters went mental. So I just want to know, Hugh, do you think Rangers and Celtic will go again next year, as Celtic's been doing for the last four or five years? Well, I think we've rebooted Hugh Keevans. I think we should have him in a bit clearer quality. Hugh, can you hear us? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I, do take, I do take the point on board. Uh, I'm not sure that Dubai will be back on the Celtic agenda next year at this time. Uh, I do think that this season is quite simple and straightforward, James. Uh, Rangers have played exceptionally well 
formidably well, defensively terrific, goals spread throughout the side, and Celtic have gone from one calamity to another. I think the European results have had an adverse effect on the domestic results. I think bad sidings have turned out to be bad players. Uh, and Rangers have to be credited. And that's why I think that it's all going so well that it could be the earliest league title win in SPFL history. Well, I mean, Hugh, if we're talking, if we're assessing that 150 games, just from a, a simple stability, longevity, call it what you want, the 150 games means he's the, you know, he's the first manager to reach that tally for Rangers since Ali McCoist. So there have been the, the Cachinhas and the Warburtons and the Murtys and all the rest of it in between. The first manager to reach 150 since McCoist, he would have done it earlier, of course, had we not had a, a shortened season. It's a 65% win record, I think, which is right up there, really, with the, with the Walter Smiths, the Alex McLeishes. You know what's coming next, though. It's the trophies. That's it. Seven trophies so far that have eluded Steven Gerrard. Two to go this season. The difference is, now that we sit here on the 22nd of January, it, it looks like that one's in the bag. So there's not that, that air of mystery about it as to, oh, you know, he, he really needs to go and add that trophy. It, it looks to most people as a case of when and not if. I think when we review this time in Scottish football history, Gordon, we'll think back to that day at Tynecastle when Rangers lost there. And someone who was there that day described Stephen Gerrard to me as looking like a broken man. He said he was having to think about what he was doing over that weekend, what he was doing right, what he was doing wrong. And at that point, Stephen Gerrard would have been on a knife edge where his Rangers career was concerned. But it came good for him in the end, as Jim Duffy said at the start of the programme, that's what happens if you persevere with a manager that you believe in. He might almost have been away, and from that moment he has gone from strength to strength, and Celtic have declined. Do you think he's improved, James? Because there's obviously an argument to say that there's now better players in the Rangers team and that's why they're better. What about him as a manager? Do you feel like there's been an improvement there, a learning process, a progression from the day that he walked in? Definitely. The first season, and he's had the tools. The board has given him the tools to improve him and not threw him away straight away and sort of made him up for sale straight away and you know, so he's had the tools and he's definitely learned these mistakes. Yes, he's made the mistakes. Everybody makes the mistakes, but a good man always learns from them. And Stephen, <laughs> trust me, he's learned his mistakes, as you can see this year. Uh, and it's not all about Celtic's downfall. It's about Rangers' upfall, as what Hugh says. I know what balance he's at. Uh, but no, he's definitely improved. And and, I, and that's why I would like him on a massive contract and make it... Prove to us, prove to the supporters, I am staying out. If a customer club wants me, they're going to have to pay the money to get me, and that'll, be, that'll help us going the f- f- forward as well. Okay, James and Pollock, thank you very much. 0141 uh, Celtic fans, no game this weekend, but what's on your mind? It's been quite the time of it. Um, big injury updates for Rangers fans from Stephen Gerrard. We'll hear them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. Hugh Keevans from home, Jim Duffy in the studio, and they're both waiting on you. Pick up the phone, 01419511025. It's Betfred Cup semi final weekend. Give us your thoughts on that. Celtic fans, no game, but how are you feeling after everything that's gone on this week? And Rangers fans, lots of you full of praise for Stephen Gerrard ahead of his 150th game in charge. 
tomorrow uh, Let's bring in Robert Who is in Newlands What have you got for us tonight Robert? Evening panel Good to hear from you again Thank I've been you. trying to get on since November <laughs> um, But I just want to say uh, Congratulations to Stephen Gerrard I will put my hands up and say A few seasons ago I was a sceptic I remember it like yesterday When he got appointed It was my last day at university I plugged my phone on To find out he was appointed And I thought Oh no Not a rookie manager why can we not have gone for someone like McInnes? Why can we not go for someone like Jack Ross or something like that? I was even touting Steve Clark, But I've been pleasantly surprised how well he's done. And I know that in two and a half seasons isn't a long time in modern day football, but he's been impeccable on and off the park. He's re- uh, revolutionised Rangers into this positive club again. I mean, I was there when Pedro Cachinho was on the TV saying, when the dog barks, the caravan keeps rolling. Those days are behind us now. And now we're, now we're staring at the title, just looking at us, and I just cannot believe how well he's done. Now, if you look at if you look in the past, it, it, typically it used to be the, the managers were typically players that, didn't, that were good, but they weren't like title winners. They didn't win much, and they ended up becoming good managers. Steven Gerrard is a prime example. If you have the footballing capacity and you're a winner, then you have that mentality. And I'm just delighted that Rangers have done that. And I hope he stays on for quite a long time because I just do not see him going down south to teams like Fulham or Bournemouth because he's got it good up in Scotland because he's got European football as well. Were there ever times over the last 149 games, Robert, where you thought maybe your initial impression was correct and, and maybe it wasn't going to quite work out? The previous caller said, no, 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 always, always thought he would be brilliant, never doubted it for a minute. But you said you were sceptical to begin with. And of course there have been disappointments in those 149 games So were there ever times when, when you thought maybe maybe you were right? I think uh, I, I, I like to give people a chance I, I gave Mark Warburton a chance I gave Pedro a chance And then I, I, like any manager I, I have to give him a chance I think the one time that I actually had doubts Was at the last uh, League Cup final um, when I felt that we we were all over all over the park, we were passing beautifully, and we still couldn't find that winning goal. You know, I can't. I know Fraser Foster played a blinder, and he was absolutely brilliant. I, I, it's one of the best goalkeeper performances I've ever seen. But I just felt, is this what it's going to be? Are we going to be the nearly men under Gerard? You know, it's like, uh, are we just going to be the ones that we might win a trophy or we might? clinch at the end are we actually going to come out and show what Rangers can do that was the one time I kind of questioned it but I was proven wrong at Braga when we were 2-0 down at Ibrox which is one of the greatest atmospheres I've ever been in and I think that was the only time but I just it's not the manager's job isn't just improving tactics and bringing in best players it's transfer acumen uh, transfer acumen is impeccable to be honest with you the players that we've brought in imagine Stephen Gerrard phoning you up saying I want you to play for my team you're going to sign up no matter what. Yeah, but that's but, the thing. That's the thing, though, Robert. He hasn't got them all right, but he's not had to because he, he, it's about getting more right than than you get wrong. But you said impeccable. I'm sure Stephen Gerrard himself wouldn't wouldn't go for that. There have been a few in there that haven't managed to have the impact, surely. I feel like it's, it's a typical poor choice of words, you know. But I I just think he's improved everything off the park as well. You know, like when Castor signed the deal. With Rangers for the kit, you know, the part reason why they did that is because they're massive Liverpool fans, and Steven Gerrard's their idol. And Castor's a luxury brand, albeit it's not like it's not like Adidas or like Nike that are like more well known. 
it's a brand that is lucrative and has found some of the best athletes on the planet. I'm going to leave the sort of d- debating the quality of sportswear brands to Twitter, Jim. That's the type of thing that they, they all have a field day on there, and we, we saw the stories earlier on uh, this season. Over the 149 games, because everyone couldn't fail to acknowledge that the thing that's missing is the trophy, obviously. It feels better for these Rangers fans because they assume it's round the corner. However, how much of a gloss is added to the 149 games because of the European matches that have been within them? Yeah, I mean, the European, um, you know, his level of performance at European football has, I think, carried them a a little bit, um, you know, uh, in terms of his own reputation because... Uh, you know his performances were terrific uh, both home and particularly away from home um, even when he first went in when he first went in the door um, but the, the thing that's impressed me about, about Stephen Gerrard is the fact that he was prepared to learn he didn't think I'm Stephen Gerrard I know everything I'm you know one of the greatest uh, players ever played for Liverpool he, he knew he was a young manager and he knew he had to learn as Hugh mentioned that time at Tyne Castle when he was he had to take a little step back take a few deep breaths and think, right, okay, what do I need to do here to get this team from, as uh, Robert says, nearly meant to be successful? And, you know, he's he's gradually built that team and, uh, you know, improved that winning mentality. Yeah, he's not going to go to the signings right, but, you know, the majority have been very good. And as I said, in, in the last year in particular, um, you know, they've made huge strides. So, you know, all credit to him because he was willing to learn uh, but while you're learning at a club like Rangers, you've got to be winning in this season. First and foremost, yeah, listen, you can call it old school. You you mentioned there getting, getting, getting back to the levels of, of, of Walter Smith and that. Walter Smith's foundations was based on being hard to beat, organised, defensively sound, and then, uh, you know, winning games. And Stephen Gerrard's went back that way. First, I mean, they, they were leaking a few too many goals. You get that sorted out. As I say, they were tougher, tougher nut to crack. They weren't going to places like Tynecastle, Petaudry, all these kind of places and looking a bit fragile. You went mm. there thinking, Rangers are solid. They can they can match any opposition going to throw to it. And the football they're playing going from middle to front has been sensational. Hugh? Well, the only thing he's done wrong for me, Gordon, he jumped the gun a year ago at Celtic Park when he beat Celtic and he thought that was the turning point for him and the club. And, of course, we know what happened. Uh, After the new year, Rangers imploded. The season was called early and Celtic were uh, declared the champions with a 13-point lead and eight games to play. So he jumped the gun at Celtic Park. It was presumption. And he's learned his lesson because this season, what does he say? Respect, humility, respect, humility after every game. Uh, And the good thing for Robert on the line, the good thing for the Rangers players and the good thing for Steven Gerrard, they get a nice steady procession towards the league title because on the 22nd of January, it's done already. So everyone gets to have an elongated party and the Celtic fans feel as if they're being slowly strangled. Uh, Rangers this week making contact with Bournemouth, stepping up interest in a couple of players, Jack Simpson and Namdi Offobor. Stephen Gerrard, not so much referencing the names directly, but saying it's important they utilise this window um, pre-contracts to make sure they're ahead of the game going into next season. He also says the return of Ryan Jack tomorrow will be massive. Well, listen, the recruitment never stops here. You know, we're always trying to improve and get better. We're always looking at areas of the team and the squad where we can tweak and change and, and, and keep trying to evolve. 
Um, so yes, we, we are always looking further down the line. We're always trying to be a window or two windows ahead to try and identify the players that can help us moving forward. But it doesn't make sense while them players are still at other clubs and they've still got jobs to do elsewhere. Um, but yes, we're you know we're all on the same page from from Ross to the recruitment to the scouts to myself, and the work never stops in terms of trying to get better. We've missed Jack. For sure, he's a big player here. He's a big character. He's been ever so consistent for me over the course of the 149 games or whatever he's been available for. So to have him back with eight, nine days training under his belt, he looks more ready now and he'll be in the group tomorrow fighting for a start and place. But to have him fifth from now moving forward is an immense boost, not just for them midfielders, but for everyone connected to the club because he can help us moving forward massively. Jim, how much better is it as a manager to be able to sign someone in the hope that they then improve you somewhere down the road Rather than, oh my, I need to sign someone to keep us up Or I need to sign someone to claw back this deficit How much better is it to be able to sit in under those circumstances? Yeah, well I think again, uh, credit has to go to The fact that Rangers brought in Ross Wilson uh, You know, and, and his, uh, you know, part of his remit Is obviously looking at the future And as, as Stephen Gerrard saying there Yeah, he'll have a conversation with Stephen Gerrard Looking at, you know, what perhaps are we a bit short of Maybe in a six months time or eight, because And he then if, anticipating yeah. You know Someone who might be a mainstay at the moment But maybe they'll be tempted yeah. away Or maybe they'll hang up the boots yeah, or whatever you've, you've got to think about the possibility Of players moving on in the summer And you don't want to be scratching around uh, You know And looking for the finished article Because they're too expensive And he knows that But also the fact that You know you're going to try to bring in Two younger players Who you can mould uh, With your um, You know mentality you, Your philosophy uh, and instil the way you want to play. So if you can get them into the club for a period of time, probably then loan them back out again somewhere to give them um, game time. But they're in the system then, they're in the Rangers system under Steven Gerrard. But as I said, I think it's a, a balance between you know the, the recruitment side, speaking to Ross Wilson and looking to develop further out. Because he, he actually said there, which is quite, quite unusual, not just looking one window ahead, he actually mentioned yep. two windows. Which, listen, most managers are happy if they can get two months ahead, never mind looking at two yeah. windows. Uh, so 150th game tomorrow for Stephen Gerrard. He says that spell's been intense but enjoyable. How would you sum it up, Stephen, in Newton Merns? Hey, hi guys. Uh, thanks for, for taking my call. Uh, good evening to you. Um, yeah, it's it's. I've been listening to you guys for a number of uh, weeks now, and it's it's refreshing to be able to talk about something else other than Celtic's demise. Um, I think bar COVID, it seems the biggest threat to holidays abroad seems to be Celtic losing the um, the ability to go for the ten. But um, with regards to Gerard, um, I was wondering what you thought of the you know in Rangers history we've had before a young kind of upcoming manager that's had a, a slightly older assistant. Um, and done quite well and then they've moved on um, and that older assistant has kind of taken over and, and continued to do quite well in the in the form of sort of Walter Smith I wondered is that something that could happen this time round you know Gerard's if he when he wins this league is more than likely going to go on and hopefully with the, the kind of best wishes of most Rangers fans um, do you think somebody like Gary McAllister would, would stick around and kind of take on the, the hard work and stuff that he's already done um, and, and see that through that's quite a I question, think, Hugh. Yeah, I, I'm amazed at the question. Amazed. Rangers have waited 10 years for this moment. 10 long, hard years for the supporters. And before the moment has actually arrived, 
the caller is wondering who the next Rangers manager will be. I mean, I, I think I know that it's been a long time since the, the fans have enjoyed a major success, but I think they should savour it rather than think mm. what will happen next. Uh, you know, one day Stephen Gerrard will go, and one day I suspect he'll take Gary McAllister with him because the the, the partnership is there now enshrined. And that day will come, I suspect, when Jurgen Klopp leaves Liverpool. But for the moment, he's very much into Rangers. Who knows how far he could yet go in Europe this season. And he's got Rangers their first major trophy for a decade. I think that he's into the moment with Rangers and has no thoughts of going anywhere for now. How important do you think the management team is then, Stephen? Regardless of what what happens next, but... The, the Gary McAllister maybe having known a bit more about Scottish football, older head like you say, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would credit Michael Beale greatly for for his work. How important is the the, the, the sort of joined up thinking there rather than because I know we're focusing on Stephen Gerrard because it's a 150th game tomorrow, but that's a management team. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not trying to wish you know Gerrard's time here away. I, I just think um, you know looking at how what he's done so far and where he could possibly go as a manager, that would be. Uh, you know, we've seen teams before that that are hopeful that managers want to stick around here for you know years and years and years and years, and then it, it doesn't always happen. And and that's kind of what I'm looking at. I would be happy if Gerard stayed for a lot longer and and gave us lots of success. But yeah, you're right. I think the the success is down to the whole team, not just one man. And um, like I said, I'm loath to draw comparisons to history, but when you look at um, obviously McAllister and Bill are, are Sort of a part of that success. So if McAllister maybe was interested in something like that, that would allow us to carry on rather than having to uh, let everybody go and then hope that we bring in another manager and, and team as well that, that could carry on that success. So um, yeah, I think they are obviously instrumental to that. Stephen, great to hear from you. Hopefully, we'll do it again soon. That was Stephen in Newton Mearns, 01419511025. We're going to get travel then. Coming up after that is Archie, who's a Celtic fan, and I don't think he's very happy. We'll speak to him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. If we've learned one thing this year, it's to listen to the experts. Jim Duffy's here. Hugh Evans is in the house. We had techno, techno, and I don't mean in the house as in you know the house. I mean he's in his house. Um, he's he's in his D- leafy. D- DJ Evans yeah, is in the house. He's in his leafy Glasgow suburb somewhere. Uh, we had technological problems. It's a miracle it hasn't happened before now, Hugh. I must admit you've done so well to set that piece of kit up from home every night. Uh, during March Hugh, and April why did you take the lock off the phone So you could actually dial in right You're, you're okay now Are you still going okay? Don't mention the phone Don't mention the phone <laughs> if, if anybody phones my landline This machine goes off I live in a weird house Jim I don't understand it <laughs> Honestly I said to him well, we'll get you on for the first five minutes Just on the phone mm-hmm. Until we sort it out mm-hmm. And he, he said as long as you phone me I'm not paying that phone bill yeah, So exactly. you know he's got, no, got his priorities in order yeah. Right Archie is a Celtic fan on the line Archie it has been quite the week quite the fortnight quite the month quite the season how are you feeling about it all? If you just, if you just bear with me guys <coughs> sorry if you just bear with me I'll try not to be too long uh, the reason why Celtic's not won anything this season <coughs> just imagine your Celtic's chairman before the season starts you're going for 10 in the row history you'd break the bank wouldn't you? you'd break the bank to do it but not penny pinching Celtic They'll buy cheap from the, they'll, they'll buy players on, on the sly. The cheap players, like Clamala, uh, Yetis, the Barcasses of this world, 
But no one's ever heard of the Celtic O'Brien because that's Celtic, the Celtic way, the penny pension way. A Yeti and Barkas cost 10 million quid between them, Archie. And the bids. If you want to finish, son, what, the biggest disappointment that I'm talking about here that I can't quite believe is a player that's played in the Premier League in England and other top teams in England and played for the Port of Ireland at international level is this Shane Duffy. You see, if I was, see if I was the world's best goalkeeper and I played for Celtic, I was still being nervous wreck that him in front of me. I was still being nervous wreck. We corner Hazard, he was shouting at him, and that's a young rookie goalkeeper for the mistakes he was making. The first goal against Livingston, the one right there, the Livingston player's facing his own goal, and he's about 35 yards away from the Celtic goal. And what does Duffy do? If he was charging in and knocks him flying, and Livingston scored the first goal. He's been doing it all season. I don't know who's in charge of Celtic's recruitment, but it's a disgrace. And yes, I feel sorry for Neil Lennon. Everybody knows knows me and knows I like Neil Lennon, but I can't stand, I can't now stick up for him anymore because he's the Celtic manager and he has to go. He has to go. If not for nothing else, for his own sanity, the guy should just go and say, "I think I've had enough, and uh, I tried my best." It's one trouble with Celtic, so it's not a disgrace. I'm going to, if he resigns, that's fine. It won't be, it won't be disgraced in my opinion, because he has won trophies with Celtic as a player and a manager. But I'd like to know who brought this Shane Duffy to Celtic, because whoever done that should be sacked in the sport, because that man's not an international player, and he's certainly not a Celtic player. I'll tell you that right now. Hugh Keevans. Well, Archie's basic point about penny pinching Celtic doesn't stand up, of course, because bad and all as Shane Duffy is, Celtic paid a £2 million loan fee and pay very, very handsome wages to Shane Duffy on a weekly basis. It's just been a case of bad recruitment. And as you rightly pointed out to Archie, £10 million on Albi and Ayeti and Barkas in goal. Again, bad recruitment. When Stephen Gerrard was talking about thinking two windows ahead, he does so from the safety of knowing that he has recruited terrifically well. They've got the bargain of bargains in Kamara for £50,000 from Dundee, etc, etc. But Celtic have recruited very badly, and on top of that, the same mistakes. To see that stat on Thursday night, or Wednesday night, I beg your pardon, that 53% of Celtic's goals have been lost from set pieces, that is making the same mistakes over and over. So they've recruited badly, played badly, and that's why... Mm. They're being thought of badly Jim Duffy I think you have to criticise Celtic's recruitment Looking at what's gone on this season But can you really criticise You need to criticise the right part of it How can you criticise the penny-pinching aspect If anything Shane Duffy is the opposite of penny-pinching No no disrespect to him I Don't want it to become personal But you, you're getting the absolute opposite of value for money here It's, it's, not, it's not about penny-pinching No, you're bringing a player from the Premiership but, but the recruitment is more this season I mean, I think that you've got to be I think sometimes we've got to be careful when we turn around and say, oh, Celtic's recruitment's been terrible. We're talking about this season. It's been poor this season. If you look back over the last few years, there's been unbelievable mm. success stories. Uh, uh, and even are now... Are we not going back a couple of seasons now, though? Are we not... Yeah. Say, say the last two, three, four... Is there not more more questionable ones than good yeah, ones? Yeah, there, there, there are, but there are still some you know major success stories, even if it's a case mm. of just having sold those players further down the line. Yeah, yeah but again, so, are we not going back a bit? Because who would the recent absolute successes be? 
Uh, well, to be honest with you, the, the, the recent ones in terms of bringing, bringing players is probably mm. the most recent ones, Edward, which yeah. was, was a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. I, I get that. But, it cost nine million, but, you know. Yeah, but he's still, be, well, you are probably talking about minimum 15 million and up from there. So it still would be a success story. IR would be a success story. Yep. I mean, I know they've been signed further down the line, but they would still be worth mm. considerable millions. So I think that, that, that this season, yes. Absolutely, the signings haven't been of the standard that Celtic needed to be to get that 10 in a row. The one thing I would say about Archie's point is I do agree in the sense that they, 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 they could have obviously researched a little bit better in terms of the quality of the players. And, but yeah, 10 million or 12 million, whatever is spent, might not have been enough. Might not have been enough, but they should have put everything in it to make sure because this was history. Mm. They had the opportunity. To cement their name in history, and that has been, uh, a, you know, a, a failing. Mm. And but uh, it's not doing just just signing, uh, you know, spending money. You've got to get the right type of players in. Archie, how do we know that Neil Lennon didn't play an instrumental role in identifying and bringing Shane Duffy to the club? He might he might have done? It might have been Neil Lennon who who really wanted him. See, if it wasn't Neil Lennon, I'd be shocked. But a man that has experience, I wouldn't be shocked. And that we that we chat in the goals at Barkas. See if that Celtic future goalkeeper will not be winning any more ch- championships with having sticks. I can assure you that. I'd rather have Conor Hazard than that back ass any day. Because Conor, Conor Hazard comes out for a ball, catches it, and makes good saves. I've still seen back ass making a good save. I've still seen him making a good save for Celtic. Even the forest beat him no brother or the shoot, shoot wide. He's never once yet made a save yet for Celtic. Look at all the games and you'll see, you'll see him right. I don't know how he cost £5 million I just do not know It's beyond me How that man cost £5 million it's in my Wonder nature. It. It's in my nature to disagree. Hugh, I, I like it just to, to keep the show ticking along. I, I, I couldn't with that. Yeah, the, the day probably has still to come where, where he makes a a good uh, no, save, he, for instance. He's utterly unworthy of playing for Celtic. And when the rebuild begins, there'll be an exodus of players in the summertime. A rebuild will have to take place. Uh, and they'll need to get a goalkeeper because, with the greatest respect, Connor Hazard wouldn't fill me with any confidence at all. Um, Bain is clearly out of the picture now, and Barkas will never be a Celtic goalkeeper. So they've got three on the books, none who will play on a regular basis, and the, the rebuild will need to begin with a goalkeeper. Thank you very much, Archie. In Shawlands, 01419511025, let's bring in Ronnie. He's just a little bit outside Shawlands. He's in Houston, Texas. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, how's it going, lads? Oh, He's doing all right tonight. All good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Hope everyone's safe and well. Mm-hmm. Um, just calling regarding uh, the, the Lennon, uh, I guess, the, what is now becoming a debacle. I think the, the 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 Dubai thing, while it is not the you know was not great in any means, um, didn't look good. But for the club, um, doesn't look good for 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 us fans, um, even to us. I think the most important thing that everybody needs to focus on is the fact that the uh, the results just have not been good enough this year at all. Uh, not not to you know going all the way back to Ferencváros. I mean, uh, you know, Sparta Prague, all 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 those results. They're just that's what that's the reason I think that we need to be focusing on as uh, as fan supporters mm-hmm. uh, of this club and just making sure that that's why you should be going. Um, yeah, I mean, there's seven wins in twenty two games, Hugh Keevans, um, and within that is the two four one defeats to Sparta Prague. 
That's an interesting point from Ronnie Where he wants to just focus purely on that Because a lot of people earlier in the week were saying They didn't like Neil Lennon's handling of, of the, the, the press conference after Dubai And is he on a different page to Peter Lawwell? Has he contradicted his chief executive? Is that going to be the final straw? But Ronnie's just interested in that, that stat that I said there Seven wins in 22 Yeah, well, you know, Gordon Words have been my business for 51 years In newspapers and on Super Scoreboard And I'm running out of words to describe just how awful Celtic season has been. Uh, the European <laughs> results have been shameful. Uh, the performances in the league, playing Rangers, not targeting a shot on goal in the first match at Celtic Park, the 53% of goals lost from set pieces, on and on and on. The season has been an unqualified disaster. And that's why in the summertime, more than half of the team will have gone anyway and the person or persons in charge of recruitment will have to be looked at as well because at the moment, as things stand, you wouldn't trust anybody at Celtic Park with that rebuilding job. Ronnie, the question then becomes though, should he walk or should someone urge him to walk or, or, or push him, so to speak? Because Neil Lennon made it clear the other night he's not going anywhere off his own accord. And that is... That's, that's part of the problem. He's a he's a prideful guy, um, and I understand and understand that. But he is doing his 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 legendary status a massive disservice right now by sticking around. Uh, I get why he's doing it, but it, it's it's not doing him any 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 justice. Just sticking around and waiting to get to get fired, to get sacked by the board. The board themselves are penny pinching in this manner. The last caller we were talking about is. Uh, it, was, it was about the kind of you know, the, he had the idea of penny pinching as far as like uh, uh, signings are concerned. Mm-hmm. That the the board is penny pinching now by not just dealing with whatever the payoff is that he's got for the, for the rest of his contract. Just get rid of him. Bring somebody else in. Um, it'll it'll save his face a little bit. You know, still maintain it somewhat of that legendary status. But now we get the time to the end of the season to bring somebody else in, bed them in, have them look at the look at the sort. What needs to what needs to go? What needs to come in, uh, and and kind of start that rebuilding process. With that, the backroom staff and is it Nicky Hammond is in charge of recruitment? Yeah, absolute shambles. He needs to go as well, without a doubt. Okay, thank you very much, Ronnie, all the way from Houston, Texas. Make sure you give us a call back sometime. Pleasure to speak to you. I think it takes us up to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. It's a great way to end the week I don't know what that Friday feeling Really has in store for you now Given that you can't go anywhere tonight Or tomorrow And there's not a great deal to look forward to You can't get out to the game Sorry to put a dampener on things But I can cheer you up with a signed ball It's the best I can do If you come on here Get more questions right than Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy You can have the bragging rights all weekend And the signed ball is yours Beat the Pundit is up next But the lines close at 7 So be quick Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors for an unpredictable world, talk to Thompsons.com. Jim Duffy and Hugh Kevens are here, here until 8 o'clock, so plenty of time to get involved on the phone, 01419511025, and we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. We kicked off hearing from Stephen Gerrard, he is on the eve of his 150th game in charge of Rangers, so what have you made of that spell so far? Celtic fans have been getting in touch latterly, as you can expect, a bit concerned about the way things are going. Between now and the close of play, we're going to speak live 
to St Mirren goalkeeper Jack Anik ahead of the League Cup semi-finals as well. So that's one for you St Mirren fans to listen out for. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. Right, beat the pundit time We've been shipping out footballs like nobody's business recently We even had to go and buy more in Just to keep up with uh, the amount of you lot Who've been coming on here and taking them off the pundits They've been having a difficult spell But they have got their act together this week We've not given away any this week Hugh Keevans, Jim Duffy, no pressure <laughs> oh. Well, I think as I say, it's all down to the standard You know, you've obviously had the, the Highland yep. League in now Now you've got the uh, the, the, the European <laughs> Leagues in now But Hugh I'm talking about, not myself no, I think everyone, <laughs> I think clearly everyone's got a bit more time on their hands To spend at home and they've been swatting up And that's why they've been coming on here and embarrassing you lot So let's see what Chris in Cote Bridge can do tonight Hi Chris, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm not bad at all, how are you? I'm great, thanks very much You ever played before? No, I've not, no Alright, okay All right. I'll toss the coin, see who you're up against If it's heads, you'll take on Mr Hugh Keevans And if it's tails, it will be Jim Duffy Let's see how we get on Ooh, and it is tails, it's Jim Against Chris from Coatbridge So what I'll do is I'll give Jim some Clyde 2 in his ear Just so that he can't hear what's going on in the studio Chris, 30 seconds on the clock Head to head with Jim And the secret is, you can pass If you do not know the answer, pass quickly And we will move on, okay? Okay, yeah, sure. Good man, 30 seconds, your time starts now. Name any other country in Scotland's Euro 2020 group this summer. Croatia. Who is currently Ross County's club captain? Um, pass. Which team plays their home games at Gala Bank? Gala Ferry Dean. Where did Rangers sign Yanis Hadji from? Uh, Genk. Which Scottish team are nicknamed the Cabbage? Pass. Which team did Moussa Dembele join on loan last week? Uh, Atletico Madrid Who was the St Mirren manager Before Jim Goodwin Um, Pass Okay let's bring Jim Duffy back Jim can you hear us Yes Same set of questions to you Yeah 30 seconds on the clock Right And your time starts now Name any other team In Scotland's Euro 2020 group This summer England Who is currently Ross County's club captain Uh, Michael Gadding Which team plays their home games At Gala Bank And in Athletic Where did Rangers sign Yanis Hadji from Oh, Porto Which Scottish team are nicknamed The Cabbage? Not a clue Which team did Moussa Dembele join on loan last week? Oh, uh, Juventus Who was the St Mirren manager immediately before Jim Goodwin? Um, was it Alan Stubbs Who, Which Italian team won the Super Cup on Wednesday? Uh, the Italian team would be Juventus Okay, okay, okay uh, What do you think of the competition, Chris? Uh, I... Think he's maybe bet me by it. I don't know. I think they were tough tonight. Uh, name any other country in Scotland's Euro 2020 group. You had the choice of England, Czech Republic, Croatia. You both got it. Uh, one all. Ross County's captain's Ian Vigers. Right. None of you got it. Gala Bank is Annan. See, always, Chris, that's a wee advantage for Jim Duffy. He he hangs about these places from time to time. So 2 1 in front. But you equalised straight away. Yanis Hadji was signed from Genk. Great knowledge. Um, Hugh Evans, the cabbage. Cabbage and ribs, the Hibs. I think oh. you're fine as a former Hibs manager in there as well. I, know. I would never have said Hibs were called the Cabbage. cabbage I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, yeah, Cabbage and Ribs, we would not. The cabbage Ah oh, come on Honestly Producer Callum's first night On the show as well And Jim Duffy's <laughs> going to get in Ragdoll him around this studio uh, so, Socially distanced obviously Yeah of course uh, Right so it's still level I think Which team Did Moussa Dembele Join on loan last week Atletico Madrid right. Chris got it Then we saw their game Was it last night Or the night did before you mean, uh, Well Suarez um, got a, a dink penalty Yes but did you see seconds. The other team's penalty The no. goalie took it 
and oh, scored for one of these mad moments. Um, who was the St Mirren manager before Jim Goodwin? Oren Kearney. Ah, None of you got yeah. it. Which means Jim needs this to equalise. Mm. You didn't get this far, Chris. Which Italian team won the Super Cup on Wednesday? It is Juventus. So mm. your level, which means we mm. go to a tiebreaker. Yeah, so yeah. here's the deal on the tiebreaker. I will give you a question and I will ask Jim Duffy to write his answer down and I'll then invite you, Chris, to give me your attempt, okay? Yeah, no bother. Good man, I'll have to access it on my emails. I forgot to print it off, but I've got it here. So the question is this. Quite simple. How many league goals did Jan Venegur of Hesselink score for Celtic? Write your answer down, please, Jim. How many league goals did Jan Venegur of Hesselink score for Celtic? Show me your paper. Okay, what would you go for, Chris? Uh, let's go for 32. Oh, it's going to be close. Jim Duffy says 27. Chris says 32. The answer is 34. Well done, Chris. The signed Chris. ball is on its way to Coatbridge. Well done to you. Thanks very much. Good man. I oh, like Chris. Like Chris was com- composed, calm, man mm. a few words, in and out, got the business done, and won it. There we go. Mm. Jan Venegar of Hesselink. Happy with that, Hugh Evans? Yeah. How many yeah, would you have got? Better. One. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you've got the cabbage. I was, wee, I was doing away quite nicely. Yeah, I, I knew Genk and I knew mm. that Juventus because Ronaldo had scored. Was it six hundred and fiftieth goal or something or something? And, and now they're disputing whether that's yeah. the the highest scored by an individual. The oh, Czech FA are disputing it. To be fair, it's not too bad. <laughs> no, no, no. People don't play that many games. Just, you know, just be happy with your lot, oh, will you? Unbelievable. Um, there's Shaka Do is on Twitter saying, Gordon, if you get any more balls, going to send my son his. He won't shut up about it. He beat Mark in August and still nothing. I thought we had cleared the backlog as well. Producer Callum, first night on the show, right? And this is this is the wor- the worst part of the job is keeping a track of these beat the pundit <laughs> balls. Seriously, we, we need a new system. Shake a his son needs his ball from August Sort it out Earn, <laughs> earn your keep Callum Right 01419511025 That is the phone number you need uh, You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB um, Hugh Keevans There's some, there's a, there's something nice about the, the The cup finals A little bit of spotlight going on to the uh, The cup semi-finals sorry A bit of the spotlight going on to teams That don't get as much headlines throughout the rest of the season Usually this stage of competition is dominated by Celtic chasing a treble Or Rangers looking for a first piece of silverware It's anybody's this season Well to take it day by day There you have Callum Davidson at St Johnston uh, A club who've won only one trophy in their entire history And that was a Tommy Wright Scottish Cup win Up against uh, Jack Ross's Hibs Uh, If there's no Aberdeen no Celtic, no Rangers, then people look to Hibs to be the cup winners. So Jack will have that small burden on his shoulders. And then the following day, Jim Goodwin, if you knock out Rangers from the Betfred Cup as St Mirren did, then you'd like to think you'd make it to the final. But David Martindale, unbeaten, Livy manager. I think we've got two terrific games over 48 hours. And listen, stand by me. It'll be a Hibson Mirren Cup final. Behaviour, honestly, that's the earliest set of predictions ever. I think ten past seven on a Friday night. He usually waits until the weekend. Uh, let's bring in Peter, who is calling from Postle Park tonight. What's on your mind, Peter? Uh, also, Gordon, it is also a Celtic situation, mm-hmm. uh, and also I heard you there saying about the goalkeeping. And I know it's a terrible thing to say, but me personally, there's 
as it stands, obviously Scott Bean's probably slightly better than the other soldiers now. But between the two of them, you can make a, good, uh, a really good goalkeeper between them. But it's, it must lie deeper, guys. Either, not just the recruitment, you're talking about the signings. I mean, since Neil's come back, and Mags has made two decent signings since he's come back. And that's a boy Sorrow and a boy Tumble. There's plenty well, we're not, we're not going to win a league now. But in a sense, they have turned the season run a wee bit. I mean, the two boys went in a lot earlier than they had. And I just feel, I don't know what it is. I don't know who, who recruits these players. I don't know who has a lot of final save. If Nicky Hammond's got a final save, it's new. Mm-hmm. Also, I know Mr. Lawwell signs his checks, basically. But they've differed and differed. And really, Celtic, no disrespect. I knew in November we weren't going to win a league this year. And all my all my family and my friends kept telling me, no, no, we've got a better squad in Rangers. We'll come back uh, once we get everybody fit. Neil doesn't even know his strongest 11. I mean, substitutions on Wednesday night alone were pathetic. I mean, you're taking off, you're two, off two of our best players on the night, and it's showing. The, to me, guys, the, the body language, there's half of the four or five or eight players out there are going through the emotions to get them moving in the summer, if that takes it. Because to me, they're not playing for the guy. And you can, I feel sorry for Neil in a way. I used to use a line to come back to build the club out when we needed them, but you can see, to me anyway, personally, it's starting to sell them, uh, affect the man's health. Look, I'm doing that interview on Monday, and the things he's come away with now, really, if it, at some of the time, I don't know why he didn't bother coming out with it, i.e. dressing facilities and things like that. There's maybe some parts of his interview on Monday I agreed with, but bottom line is, the board should have this decision long ago Neil's hands, it's a shame. And it's going to get there's a lot of Celtic fans there now. It's actually all safe in Neil because uh, he'll know what obviously he's entitled to seven if that's what he's wanting to hold out for. Maybe I know Neil thinks he could turn it on, turn it around, but I really can't see you guys. And I don't see we're going back the way and we'll keep playing the way we're going. We'll be lucky to finish second. We may finish third, but we're going to finish even but further behind Rangers, which is diabolical. We've, we've been obsessed with them this season, and the board have took the eye off the ball. Hugh Keevens. Um I think to start with recruitment, who on earth looked at Barkas and said, yes, he'll do £5 million, pounds. yes, we'll, we'll pay that money? Because for the life of me, I can't see a goalkeeper in there. Uh, well, just with, uh, curiosity though, what point do, you, do we then look at the player's role in this as well? Because Barkas is a Greek international. He has played in the group stages of the Champions League. I'm going to assume that when Celtic scouted him and went to watch him, he didn't play like like he's playing at the moment, surely. Well, my understanding is he doesn't like Scotland. He doesn't like living here. Um, Is that not speculative? Well, I, I offer it to you as a piece of speculation. However... As Jim Duffy said, if we confine ourselves to this season and the signings that have been made this season, Barkas has been spectacularly awful. Albi and Ayeti uh, has scored five goals, uh, but hasn't been seen for long and weary. Uh, and another £5 million wasted. Uh, you know, the, Turnbull, a success. Sorrow, a success in the making. But the signings have been awful. Poor old Shane Duffy has come here, so much expected of him, so much anticipated uh, about him, but has been an unqualified failure. Uh, So you put all of that together, I think Neil was very wrong to take them all to task on the night of the defeat to Ferencvaros. I don't think the dressing room ever recovered from that one either. 
and I've said it before and I repeat tonight, on the night that Sparta Prague, with a much weakened side because of COVID-19, scored their fourth goal at Celtic Park, Neil should have resigned that night. How much responsibility do players take for their own performances, Jim? Because it's very easy with hindsight to look at Barkas's performances and say, who signed him? Look at Shane Duffy's performances and say, who signed him? But, but they weren't signed on the back of performances like, like this. So, you know, where is the balance? Yeah, well, as you said, if, you, if you're doing scouting, you go to see someone two or three times, four times. It depends. You do, obviously, as much homework as you possibly can. In terms of the goalkeeper, uh, you know, it's a difficult one um, because... He's not made like horrendous mistakes, you know. He's not. He's not like slipping him under his body and through his legs, and you know, coming out and clattering into his teammates. He's just not making, as you say, any spectacular. And he was following Fraser Foster, and I think that's another thing people are almost judging him by that standard. And he was exceptional for Celtic. Shane Duffy's an international player, played in the pre- played in the Premier League, played at a high level in the Championship, promotion. So, do, so does the criticism go to them no. at any point rather than the yeah, guys that yeah, signed them? I, I think that. Perhaps those players haven't, you know, for one, we love, no, perhaps, definitely haven't produced to, to, to the levels that they're, they're capable of. But I think in terms of Neil Lennon, I, I, I don't agree with you in terms of he should have resigned after that game. If you, if you like any manager, it's like Jurgen Klopp, do you resigned after losing 70 Aston Villa? No, you don't. You, you know, you, you try and learn from it. You try and make sure that, um, you know, you don't make the same mistakes again. I understand Celtic's form hasn't been brilliant, but... If you're the manager and you just quit because you've had a bad result, you'll struggle to get another job because every chairman in, in the country is going to say, well, as soon as it gets a bad result and a bad performance, is he going to resign? So I think you've got to show a fighting spirit. You've got to show leadership. You've got to show the, the, the players, listen, yeah, bad performance, but we're going to change mm-hmm. it and, and try and turn it around. It hasn't quite worked domestically. I understand that. But he's in a huge job. He won't. He probably will never get a bigger job. So... He's not going to be in a hurry to leave And I, I don't think anybody would blame him for that But, I, you know, the the results ultimately will dictate Whether he's there for the long term or not Listen, earlier on in the show um, Gordon, you know, we spoke about the, the face shown in Stephen Gerrard And the patience shown in Stephen Gerrard Because the, the board believe that he was the right man for the job If the Celtic board believe it's Neil Lennon Then absolutely fine If not, then they have to make mm. that decision Neil Lennon sh- it's not going to walk away from that job Absolutely not And I don't think you should Okay thank you Peter uh, Sometimes they write themselves Thanks to Peter Let's bring in Paul Who's in Kirk and Tillock. What's your point tonight Paul? Hey, hi Gordon Hi Sue uh, Hi Jim uh, It's a, a wee question My f- first point's a question for Jim and for you uh, When Neil Lennon does depart Whenever that may be Who do they think Will come in to take the job? And as you is obviously been a journalist for all years, sorry, Jim, has he heard anything about who's likely to come in? No, the the answer to that one is no. There's there's been well, everyone mentions Eddie Howe for some reason. Eddie Howe became uh, the man who was indivisible from Celtic and speculation, uh, but I've heard no other names. Um, what I would say to you is, is it? Right, that the chief executive gets to pick the next manager, or should the the chief executive perhaps be concerned about his position in the overall standing at Celtic Park? Uh, I'm not confident of Celtic's ability to pick the next manager because these are big moments 
And in the past, they've done well in the big moments. You know, when Martin O'Neill came in, he transformed Celtic. When Brendan Rodgers came in, he transformed Celtic. Someone is now going to have to be entrusted with the job of completely revamping that squad and getting a new one together at a time when Rangers have re-emerged in a very serious and meaningful way. Paul? You're saying Rangers have re-emerged now, have you? Uh, And I'm listening to everybody saying about how Stephen Gerrard has transformed Rangers. Uh, Andy has it, not undoubtedly the Rangers have got to win the league. However Celtic a point, do you think they'll get over 150 games to get Celtic back to the top again? Or do you think they would they would go before that? Because I, I, I know what I think. Well, I, I take it you, you don't think they would get 150 games. But I, I see this comparison a lot, Paul. Is this not... And I know we love to act like things are equal, but Rangers and Celtic have been in very different places. Celtic have been in top sheer domestic dominance, so it's not a great surprise that Steven Gerrard got that... that Bit more time is it Because they're the chasing pack All they had to do really In the eyes of a lot of the fans Was stop Celtic winning 10 in a row And it looks like they're going to do it yeah, I think Gordon Rangers were miles behind Celtic yeah. <laughs> You know one time Miles So the, the, the actual acceleration In that on to, to close that gap As quickly Was actually Mm. <laughs> Unbelievably, you know, uh, yeah. you know, is successful because Celtic were miles ahead, yeah. and and I, and I think perhaps maybe that was a little bit of an issue. Mm. They maybe just thought it wasn't mm. possible, it wasn't feasible for Rangers to close that gap. Because yeah, fair enough, if I've got it wrong, Paul. But usually the suggestion is then, I, I, usually where this goes is Stephen Gerrard's had an easy ride to get to 150 games, and a Celtic manager wouldn't have been afforded that. But they're, they're in very different circumstances, are they not? No, I, d- I don't think he's had an easy ride. Well, I think because because his name, because he was the England captain, I think for the from the word go, he, he he will get a bit more time. He'll get a bit more respect. But I, I think that Rangers could have had other managers in place, and I think that if they had if the, the Rangers brought it back, them I think they would have brought the club forward. But ultimately. Rangers are going to win the league. I think they're going to win the league. But a big part of that as well was Celtic's demise. I mean, Celtic have been horrendous this year. Everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Uh, it's actually been the first day for a wee while we've not heard anything else going wrong. But I think that you see that you said a good go at it. He's been really lucky uh, that the Rangers both have backed him so much and no get rid of him. And maybe where the pandemic kicked in. The shoe was saying that not long after the Hearts game, where he was considering his own future, that it's actually helped him a wee bit. It made his mind up. Uh, that's just my opinion on it. No, that's the thing. That that's I get that, Hugh. Some so Paul thinks Stephen Gerrard's lucky to, to have had the time, but others would just point to the fact that he got Rangers to a fairly advanced stage in the Europa League last season, and and yeah. and therefore that that's not about luck. So you can, I'm sure there are two sides to it all. How- yeah. However he got there, Stephen Gerrard, for the moment, is not Celtic's problem or Paul's problem. Paul's problem and Celtic's problem is where they go from here. Because, as Jim Duffy said, there was a point when Celtic were miles in front of Rangers. And since we have Jack Annick coming on later, I'll take it back to Jack Annick Day at Celtic Park. When Celtic won seven in a row, 
beat Rangers 5 0. Don't, don't, don't remind Anik, the poor guy of that when he comes on. <laughs> well, no, but for Jack Anik, who had a magnificent second half, it could have been 10 nothing, And at that point, Rangers were at their lowest ebb. Graham Murty was an interim charge. Pedro Cachinha had just been got rid of. Brendan yep. Rogers went over to the Green Brigade and put up 10 fingers. At that point, Celtic were miles in front. What has happened over the two and a half years since then is that Celtic have not maintained that progress. Brendan Rodgers is gone and Stephen Gerrard has been given the time to take us where we are today, which is Rangers, the champions-elect. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Paul. I've got a good full-time teaser for you and we will be joined live on the show by St Mirren goalkeeper Jack Annick. A big weekend of cup football. Saints fans, listen up. We'll speak to him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. It's 01419511025 for you to join in on the phones. If you want to tweet, you can do that at Clyde SSB. I'll very quickly set up this teaser question for you tonight. Then we will speak to Jack Annick on the phone. Um, these two may or may not be linked uh, This has never really happened before I think I've given one of the answers away Before we've even started the question uh, It's a continuation of last night's question That Jerry and Erskine mm-hmm. sent in for you Can you name nine current Scottish Premiership players Who have previously played a competitive game for Rangers? Like I say, I think we've already given one of them away, haven't we? So... Mm-hmm. Let's make that eight. You can you can have you can have Jack, Jack Anik for free uh, by any chance, and it's another eight. It doesn't include the loanies because Rangers have got a couple of loanies out um, in the Premiership at the moment. So I'll leave that with you. I'll leave that bubbling away between now and the end of the show, uh, and you can play along at home as well at Clyde SSB. There we go. So he needs no introduction. He's one of the answers on the teaser, and he is the St Mirren goalkeeper, Jack Anik. Jack, thank you for joining us. How are you? No problem, yeah, I'm good, thanks, how are you? Not bad at all, uh, looking forward to a big weekend, how are you feeling ahead of that? Yeah, brilliant, obviously it's a, it's a massive weekend for myself and for the club, but um, fully deserve to be there, and obviously I think the lads are exciting, uh, excited, you can feel a bit of um, bit of edge in training and stuff, and uh, it's been obviously a brilliant week leading up to it, and uh, hopefully we can get a good result come the weekend. The club doesn't have to go back too far for, for memories of... League Cup success and I know there's still pictures around the stadium and, and perhaps the training ground and stuff so is, is does that memory still hang there and perhaps remind you guys of, of just what could lie in store if you can go all the way? Yeah I mean we know all about it I think especially myself I know a couple of the, the boys from Newcastle were, were at St Mirren at the time and obviously it was an amazing thing for the club and, and you see it everywhere you go through the ground and we know, obviously, the position that we've put ourselves in is obviously a, a strong position. Um, you look at, obviously, you look no further than Rangers and Celtic are out of the competition. Um, and we've gotten this far, so so it's one of them. You, you look at back, back at the history and it wasn't that long ago that we were celebrating it. So so hopefully we can we can do the same again uh, for, for the club and for the fans who obviously can't be there. Yeah, you mentioned that Newcastle connection, Connor Newton, he scored in, in the final, didn't he? So were you actually aware of that that game back then from having had the Newcastle connection? Yeah, I was I was fully aware of it. Obviously that was sort of he was sort of the year above me, uh, coming to at Newcastle, but that was um that was my youth team, him and Paul Dummett. Um so obviously a good connection and there was a few lads came up here on loan and and said how good it was coming here and I, I remember speaking to a couple of them at the time and obviously it was it was amazing for them and 
it's something that you, you you'll take with you with you for the rest of your career. Obviously, they've they've obviously went on to two two separate careers, but it's a major competition at at any level, any countries uh, is a big thing. So, so for us to put ourselves into the semi-finals, it's um, it's it's a good chance for us to try and get the win at the weekend and hopefully get into that final. And of course, the manager played his part in that cup success as well. Does he like to remind you of that, or does he keep that to himself? No, I think he likes to keep it a little bit quiet. But he's uh, he, he, that that that's a good thing about him. He's the same no matter what. It doesn't matter whether you're playing Rangers, whether whether you're playing Hamilton or whether you're in the semi-finals. He stays the same. And this week's been exactly the same. It's been no different to a normal week, um, apart from you playing on a Sunday or a Saturday. That's the only thing that's that's changed this week. But no, he's just we've obviously we've obviously done things the same all season and. Uh, We've obviously getting the rewards from it, so no, he he's very much the same no matter what, whether you're winning, losing, drawing, which which obviously a good thing to have as a manager. So no, he's he's feet on the ground and and looking ahead to a game against Livingston. How have you found your your time at the club? Clearly, you've had a lot of praise for your own performances. You've had to, I think, you had to isolate yourself. The the, the club has had its own sort of COVID issues hanging over them, which hopefully is now. Um, in the past, with the, the the decision from the SFA's tribunal, so it feels like it's been a bit of a roller coaster. How have you found it? Yeah, it's it's obviously for me, it's been an amazing season in terms of um, on a personal thing. It's it's probably the best I've been playing in my career for a long spell. So obviously pleased with that. But then then I was having one of my best runs in the team, and then obviously I I get hit with coronavirus and. It's one of them things that you, as we've seen with so many million people, you can't you, you can't control it. And um, obviously, having to isolate, sitting down, I think the most disappointing thing. I was hoping that I was only going to miss sort of sort of one game in those ten days, and it ended up being three, just down to obviously return to play and stuff like that. So it was frustrating um, because I was under the weather for two days, and kind of after the two days, I was raring to go and wanting to. Wanting to get back out there, but obviously, obviously, I couldn't. So it was obviously frustrating at the time because when you've got an injury, you can kind of take it and say, "Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm injured." But, uh, but no, that was a tough one. But obviously, I thought, right, well, I'm obviously going to get my back myself back as quickly as possible and get flying again. And that's what I've done. And then, obviously, the games we've we've obviously been given back, which is a bonus. But we kind of we kind of played the game as all we were. We were going to lose those two games, so we've getting them back as a as a bonus. So hopefully we can we can kick on with them in the league as well. And uh, obviously the, the the cups a nice feeling to have having having the semi final this weekend. But but also in the league we're we're looking to kick on as well. People see the obvious side of it, you know. Well, players being unavailable for games, I think that that's the obvious impact that this situation's had on us what about guys like you going to a new club and lots of new signings as well has it been hard to to sort of integrate and and get to know each other it certainly doesn't look like it because St Mirren have been doing pretty well but is that that sort of social aspect is that something that maybe we as as outsiders don't see how difficult it can be no I think we um I think we've gelled pretty well and I think that comes down to the the types of signings that the gaff has made I think I think all all well, four of the back five um, that started the last four, a couple of games have all been captains at their club at one stage. So I think it shows the type of characters that the gaffer wanted to bring in. And obviously the lads have gelled well together as much as you can. Obviously it's difficult because normally as a team you'll go out for a pint or you'll go out and you'll have a day where you kind of, 
you see different sides to people and you kind of speak to people on a different level and it's obviously you miss that aspect of it and not being able to celebrate after a game or uh, or not being able to go and sit, go around one of the lads' house or anything like that. So obviously it's been a bit different this season, but we've obviously done what we can on the training pitch and I, I think around the dressing room and stuff like that. It's uh, it's been brilliant. Obviously new lads coming in have all been welcomed. It's obviously a bit different, but obviously it's a world that we're living in at the minute and we've we've made the best of it and. Hopefully we can um, we can get back to some normality sort of towards the end of the year and and we'll be able to celebrate properly and hopefully it's with a cup. Right, Jack, is it Jim Duffy? I just want to ask you. Obviously, from the semi-final point of view, I think all the the, the game, both games look as if they're going to be really extremely close. Yeah. Have you, as a goalkeeper, have you practiced penalties? Have you looked at the penalty situation? Obviously, um, you know the, we know the goalkeepers do such a, a lot of research now, and not giving too much away. But has Jim thought about that as well? With pen, you know going to possibly going to penalty because you know from outside looking in, both teams are very evenly matched. It could go all the way. Yeah, I mean, it, it is one of them. I think both times we've played against them in the league, it's been very tight. I, I think we won both games 1-0, but I, I remember thinking it was so tight it could have went either way. There was a chance that in, in the last minutes where it, it has been tight against Livingston, and I think that's what the both teams pride themselves on, is, is being very good, so very good defensively and kind of giving nothing away. So we know both ties are going to be tightened. It's one of them. It's We've had a few penalty shootouts of the way and we've never really practiced it and it's one of them for me you can practice them all the time but sometimes when you step up in them big moments it's everything all your practice goes out the window so for me I'll 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 have a study I'll have a look at different things but again it's on the day I mean there's a player that could go the same way 20 times but on the day on the day you could decide to change his mind and go the other way so for me it's just about getting a feeling and and for our lads obviously there'll be lads that'll practice them sort of tomorrow but at the end of the day it's if it does go to penalties and you put the ball down you pick a spot and you go for it but for me it's one of them I'll I'll have a study but ultimately if yeah. I get a feeling for a player on a day or something like that then I'll make my own mind up and I'll just uh, and I'll stick with it there's a few dinks these days, aren't there? There's a few dinks these days. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's it's one of it's one of them that can go that can go down the middle. The, and if someone dinks in a final in a semi final of a national cup, then then fair play at them. I mean, I think I think per- Perlo's got the best one in the World Cup. So if anyone fancies doing that against us, then good luck. To them. <laughs> um, Jack, having been at this stage of the competition and experienced the disappointment in that Rangers side against Motherwell a couple of seasons ago. How much does that spur you on to, to go one better? Yeah, obviously it was, at the time it was disappointing for myself. I, um, I, I, I was disappointed with the semi-final. Obviously I had getting my match in the quarterfinals against Partick and it was one of them. I, I was coming into the game, I had played very little games, one every sort of month. Whereas, so when, you, when you're in a team feeling confident and playing every week, I, I'm not saying it's going to give you your best performance, but no, it's, it's one of them where sometimes you don't get chances two and three times I come down in football so to be able to be at the semi-final stage again on a personal level is one of them where I'm obviously desperate to get into that final and I'll be honest I didn't think that when I came up to Scotland with Rangers that I'd be saying I'd be in a semi-final with with St Mirren but I'd be thinking I was thinking I'm going to be winning loads of trophies with Rangers and this and that but that's not how it pans out so 
now that I've got this opportunity with, with St Mirren, it's one that I'm obviously desperate to take and desperate again in the final. Right, good man. We'll let you go. We know you've got a busy weekend ahead, so all the best, and hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Appreciate it. Cheers. Good man. That was Jack Annex, St Mirren goalkeeper, looking ahead to those cup semi finals. This weekend you, you went in extremely early With your predictions Hugh Keevans But Jim Duffy Has hit the nail on the head It's going to be Good luck to anyone Trying to get a prediction up Because these are, are Four teams that you can All make a, a good case for Do you know what I remember The St Mirren Hearts League Cup final Danny Lennon and Tommy Craig In the, the dugout for St Mirren Jim Goodman on the park And it was one of the great Cup finals And the atmosphere Was sensational and I feel sorry for everyone over the weekend that they don't have fans. You know, Livy and St, uh, St. Mirren deserve fans, and uh, as do Hibs and St. Johnston. But St. Mirren beat Rangers with no fans there, so they're entitled to go into this in, in good spirit. I just have a feeling it's St. Mirren in the final, and I think Jack Ross has the players to get Hibs there as well. Livy are flying You know you can You can you can make the case Jim Livy are the form team You know alongside You know Rangers probably You know I mean You look at them Eight wins and two draws And two draws against Celtic Which is Listen the first game You understand that, You know um, Celtic had a um, A shadow squad For want of a better phrase But still with a very strong side out uh, And in the second game You know we looked at, <laughs> I was watching the game On eight there With the snow coming down It was like old school football But uh, nevertheless Coming back to get to 2-2 I mean, and changing seven players from the previous game, uh, you know, the, the, there's just a fantastic spirit and atmosphere about Livingston just now. Um, so I, I think, you know, really both games, that's the reason why I was asking Jack about the penalties because, you know, we know that they, they work with the goalkeeping coaches nowadays and managers practice, but if I was in both of those camps, I would be getting practice in penalties because I think they could both go all the way to penalties and really it's a toss of the coin. But uh, I would think possibly Hibs, but... The other one, no, I'm sorry, I couldn't call at all. I think it's so tight. Uh, right, how are you getting on with this teaser? We gave you an answer uh, inadvertently because Jack Anik joined us on the show. We're looking for current players in the Scottish Premiership who've played for Rangers competitively. So you've got Jack Anik, what else? Well, the two I've, I, I, don't, I, I can't remember if he actually played in the Premier League with, with Rangers, would be Dan McGregor and Jamie Murphy. Well, Murphy doesn't count because he's on loan to Hibs at the moment. Was he still on loan? I thought uh, it was permanent. Sorry. No, I, I think it's it going to be coming this summer. Right. Um, but McGregor's right. Hugh Keevans. Michael O'Halloran. Yes. Any more? Nope. Okay, I'll give you some thinking time and we'll take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. If we've learned one thing this year, it's to listen to the experts. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the home stretch in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we've got Jim Duffy in the studio, Hugh Keevans in his man cave, and they have to team up to come up with the answers to this teaser. Can you name the nine Premiership players in Scotland who've played for Rangers competitively. I did say that it does not include the lone players. So your Ross McCrory's, your Jamie Murphy's, your Jake Hasty's, it does not include them. You've got Michael O'Halloran, Jack Annick, Darren McGregor. Lee Hodson. Yes. Hugh Evans. Chris Burke. Yep. Friend of the show. Uh, David Templeton. Brilliant. Well done, Hugh Evans. Okay, we'll leave it there. You've only got three to get, and you need to get them between now. And the end of the show Let's go straight back to the lines And speak to John Who's a Celtic fan in Hamilton What have you got for us John? Hi Good evening uh, panel 
I'll tell you what it is. Um, I, 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 I like the show on a Monday and uh, a Friday, and, and simply uh, down to the fact that Hugh Kevens is on uh, on the show. But I can't, I, I can't help, um, you know, think, you know, that um, Hugh Kevens is too quick to jump on uh, the back of Neil Lennon. Uh, you know, I actually thought that you know there was a time there that um, they were actually close, um, close friends, close chums. But for God's sake, uh, uh, um, sure, you want to cut the guy a wee bit of slack. You know, that, that's that's my point. Now, uh, um, I've got another point. Let's There's put point. that. Well, let's put that one to Hugh first then and see what he's got to say. Um, first of all, from a professional perspective. Uh, if you are in the, this game, the journalistic game, the game of punditry, uh, you have to offer an opinion. If you like the person, uh, it's unfortunate, but sometimes business is business and you have to say what is on your mind. So I'll, I'll get that out of the way, first of all. Secondly, uh, I think that my opinion of what's been happening with Neil Lennon is an opinion shared by so far as I can tell, the, the majority of the Celtic supporters. And it was always going to be the case that if 10 in a row was won, Neil Lennon was an immortal. If 10 in a row was lost, the likelihood was that Neil Lennon would be removed from office. And the season has, I'm sorry, but the season has imploded on Celtic. The European results and performances were simply awful. The league performances awful. That's why you get to be 20 points behind Rangers. And if Steven Gerrard was 20 points behind Celtic this season, Steven Gerrard would be out in his ear as well. Sure, there's not many points I've actually got for you, but I know that I've got very little time. But to listen to you, you'd actually think it was Steven Gerrard that just did, uh, just come off a quadruple treble listening to you. Steven Gerrard has won absolutely nothing. But let me make my final point. My final point here is football's fine margins, very fine margins. Now, um, what do you call it? It's on the back of um, um, Celtic coming back um, from their, um, you know, their, um, where were they again, sorry? Uh, they were in... Dubai. Help me out here. Dubai, sorry. I beg your pardon. Uh, Dubai. Now, the Celtic fans are jumping on Neil Lennon's uh, uh, back here. Now, see if, see if um, Celtic had to win that game before they went to Dubai. Things would have been different. Things would have been different. And, and listen, I'm going to make it. And these are no excuses. You know, the fine, fine margins in football. Fine margins. Um, but the, the point I'd like to make as well, Wally Collum the other night there, Wally Collum was having a good game up, and, up until, you know, sort of, well into the match, and I think the, um, the, the score went two-two. Now, the, the, you know, um, Livingston. Okay, they were they were defending uh, to their best ability and all that, but Celtic were attacking, going out there trying to get um, three points. I'm not saying Livingston weren't trying to get three points, but they were trying to get three points. Now the difference is, if you can't see a, a, a ball, you know, you know, you know, and, and the, the snow and everything. Like, Wallacombe should have called that game off 100%. And, and sure, I'd have thought you'd have come on and actually, you know, st- uh, you know whether you, you, you believe it is or not, would have made that point. That game, and, and, you know, and, you know, for safety reasons alone, the Livingston players and the Celtic players, they, 
you know, that, that was a da- that was a dangerous situation on a plastic pitch. John, correct me if I'm wrong. I've not heard a single official from Celtic, Neil Lennon, any of the players, anyone at all, complaining that that game should have been called off. Is is that really what it's got to? And you and by the way, you mentioned fine margins. How how fine can the margins be that lead you to being twenty points behind, papped out of Europe and out of the League Cup? That's not fine margins. That's that's loads of that's that's wide margins, John. Well, listen. There's fine. There's games in hand here. There's there's, there's fine margins. You know, there the, the really is. You know, uh, as I said, and okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you the recruitment's not been it's not been great. Uh, and and I, I think the difference at, at um, Celtic Park just now is a goalkeeper. I think that, that's that, that. And I'm not only making excuses. Rangers are a, a really fantastic um, team uh, just now and, and winning well. Really, really. Not only taking away from them. But come on, Celtic have dominated. Uh, uh, let me finish, please. Celtic have dominated um, Scottish football for 20 years. Of course, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hubs, they've got to, they've got to, get, a, they've got to get a chance of a, a chance of, at that. And, and listen, and the overall factor here is, is COVID. COVID has is, is, is killed. You've got to even go down and look at um, the English um, results as well. No fans and, and everything else. You know, you know I, I don't know. John, I'm sorry, like, but for somebody who's ma- not making any excuses, it's Willie Collum's fault, it's the Snow's fault, it's COVID's fault. You can, you can see why people, Hugh, would, wouldn't be able to get on board with all of that. Well, you know, I feel for John because this season has clearly driven him to distraction. Uh, but his call was all about excuses, and it was the clutching at straws call. You know, if Celtic had won the game against Rangers before going to Dubai, well, the game was played and Celtic lost the game. We can't live our lives by going back and saying, ah, but. If Celtic had beaten Rangers and then gone to Dubai, Celtic didn't beat Rangers. So I'm very much afraid you're clutching at straws. I understand the depth of your disappointment because the implosion this season has come as a dreadful, dreadful shock to the Celtic fans. But you are an excuse-making machine. You want to defend yourself against that, John? (laughs) Oh, just to say, um, look, listen, Neil Lennon is a very, very good manager, and I know the Celtic fans uh, are on his back uh, hard. Give him a chance. Uh, listen, look, we've dominated football for 20 years, uh, would you call it, Rangers. But, you know, Rangers are going to win at some point as, as Celtic. Are, you know, if Rangers go on a run, Celtic's going to come in. You know, as I said, but give Neil Lennon a, a, a chance. Um, Hugh, just give him go off his back. I don't think I'm on his back, to be perfectly honest. I think I'm assessing and analysing. It so happens it's Neil Lennon. If it was Steven Gerrard, as I said, if he was 20 points behind Celtic right now, he'd be out in his ear. So it's not personal. I am here to talk about various teams. The bigger the teams, the bigger the story. Celtic is a rolling story and has been for months now. But... Uh, Neil Lennon's legacy will be intact for me. He'll go. He'll go for sure. He will go. But he earned his legacy as player and manager. He's the only one in history to have won the treble as player and manager. He earned his legacy. He get kicked for the legacy. He get hammered about the park for the legacy. 
So it's his to keep and it will not be affected by losing 10 in a row. Should the game have been off? That's a big question. <laughs> no, the, no. Ga- the game shouldn't have been off. I mean, uh, listen, you know, the, there wasn't any danger to the players. Uh, from TV, it looks worse as well. As long as you can see the lines, the line didn't even need to be cleared. So uh, there was there was, there was was nothing uh, in it from that point of view. Uh, and anyway, it's, it's over a succession. It's over, it's over a season, not over the odd game with 10 minutes to go. And whether you think it should have been uh, continued or not, I, I think that, uh, you know, Celtic, you know, should be more than capable of, of beating Livingston. That's the bottom line. Okay, John, we'll do it again sometime. That was John in Hamilton, 01419511025. You might want to write it down for tomorrow because I think we're pretty much uh, going to be out of time. Just a, a brief word, I suppose, on uh, the Premiership fixtures tomorrow. Uh, Hugh Rangers, obviously, we spoke about Stephen Gerrard. Aberdeen Motherwell, you fancy that one? Well, I'll tell you, you know, the, now that the, the bed sheets have been uh, painted on at Pataudry and hung at the front door about Derek McInnes out, uh, it was a horrible day to use his word in Dingwall last weekend. I think he really needs a result tomorrow. However, Graham Alexander, two games, two hard fought draws. I don't think you would really fancy Graham Alexander and Motherwell coming to your place when you're a little bit vulnerable now. See, we've got David and Kent is on the line. David, I would be wasting your time. I think there's about 30 seconds, but do give us a call back and we'll try and do it again sometime. What about this teaser looking for nine? Current Premiership players in Scotland Who've played for Rangers competitively Doesn't include the loanees So we're looking at David Templeton Lee Hodson Michael Halloran Jack Anik Chris Burke Darren McGregor Three to get Jim Duffy I'm not sure if the boy played in the first team But I've got just the reason Because I've got two Kellys Liam Kelly and Stephen Kelly No Hmm Sorry, I'm just looking at the game there. I've been a penalty he's a given to Dundee. He's alone as well. Oh, I think Stephen Kelly. Kelly being alone. Uh, Liam, Liam Kelly, 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 Kelly not, the goalkeeper, did not play no. first team for Rangers. I nope. wasn't sure. Hugh? Did, did uh, Jake Hasty get a game for Rangers? He's on loan, so mm-hmm. doesn't count, uh, I'm afraid. Right, okay, well, I'm uh, struggling then. Right, okay, think <laughs> Livy. Who might play for Livy in the Cup this weekend in the midfield? Uh, the same surname as the former Livingston manager. Oh, uh, Jason Holt Jason Holt Well done uh, Okay mm-hmm. Right uh, I'm surprised at this one Because mm-hmm. It was a, an established Player at Rangers But we're going back A bit further mm-hmm. And plays for Kilmarnock Cat uh, Broadfoot Cat Broadfoot How'd you miss that one Hugh yeah. Keevans I oh, know I'm ashamed And the <laughs> last one There was talk of him Doing the unthinkable And going from one end Of Tanaday Street To the other But he's staying put Oh um... Uh, Nicky Clark Nicky Clark There we go We got there Did Nicky Clark end. play in the Premiership? Well he didn't have to play in the Premiership well, I thought it was no, the Premiership no, currently, in, currently in the Premiership Oh currently yeah, in the Premiership Sorry I'm thinking right. pretty In the Premiership Well for someone who didn't understand the question You did pretty well Because <laughs> you pretty much got them all Hugh Keevans Thank you We'll catch up with you soon Good man Good man Cheers Thanks to Jim Duffy As well The biggest thanks as always Goes to you though Thank you for keeping us company On this Friday night Very busy on the phones And on Twitter We're back tomorrow At 2 o'clock Keeping you up to speed with all the afternoon's football action Looking ahead to the Betfred Cup semi-finals as well So hopefully you'll join us We always have a bit of good fun on a Saturday afternoon And in the meantime um, I don't know if it's a, a one-man house party That all you can do these days GBX Fridays are up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.